0: everyone and welcome to the marketing ideas that connect show here we discuss digital media strategies and tactics on how to build great paid ads automate your customer journeys and the art of getting insights and data from all the information that's available I'm your host Gary Bolt it's always good to be back to discuss our favorite topic on how to optimize just to improve your ads that you spend so much time putting out there. How do we improve them and get our customers to find us? We are sponsored by the digital marketing agency, Famous Digital Media. You can visit their website at famousmedia.co.za. They offer turnkey online marketing and brand management services centered on the principles of inbound marketing with a big focus on paid media and content creation. They also do great work on social media. These episodes are published on a monthly basis and aim to bring you tactics that you can implement and help you in your marketing and your business to obviously grow and attack market share. So welcome to episode 162. And we're talking about today the four SEO steps. Now, obviously, SEO is, I don't think anyone's got a full list of how to sort out SEO, but we're going to talk about four basic steps, plus a few other minor little things that we're going to add in today to make it interesting and to help our listeners on their digital mission. So before we start, and by the way, we're just going to, there's a blog. Obviously, we have, we always discuss the blog by Famous Media. If you go to their website, you can see it there. And they did a lot of, they always do research and really make it interesting. And we always, I always learn from, the copywriters and the and the research they do. And they talk they talk quite a lot about SEO. It's not a long article, but very interesting about the amount of data, about how you are found, and just those four steps we're going to talk about today. But before we start with that, we had some issues this week. And, you know, we're talking about risk. You know, everything's about risk these days. And you put out websites, you put out so much digital information. There's always a risk there are hackers there's always there a risk of something happening there's privacy laws there's a lot going on in the back end in digital so anyway so we saw one of our ads for one of our quite large corporate companies were disapproved there were a few ads. there were actually like about 40 ads disapproved so we had to start the investigation and the disapproval was about malware which is always a red light for any digital person now we have SSL certificates. we got great hosting providers. we got everything on track. we got developers. we got everything running. We're always auditing. We're always doing SEO checks. But anyway, we had these ads disapproved. So the first thing we did was we got hold of our developers. We got hold of our hosting providers. We did an SEO test and saw there was some unfriendly links, which is always good to see now what's going on. We, you have to go to, obviously, the first place you can go to as well is Google Console. And if you need help with that, you just put a plug-in Google Toolkit plugin, and you can put in the code, and you can get yourself onto Google Console, which we need to do on all our websites that we deal with to, to, to see the tells you a lot of what's going on in the back end and if there are any errors. So anyway, so the ads were disapproved, and we started our mission. And somehow... I did, some, I did a lot of research and spoke to the gurus and my partners and my mentors, and we did a lot of research into this whole thing. Go and you can Google it as well. Go and Google malware on my WordPress site, and there's a lot of information. There's some great YouTube videos that we always keep learning from. Just be careful where you learn from. We found out that you you get malware by using a plugin. Now, that's another cautionary, is only use plugins that have got like a, a five-star rating, or close to that, and a like more than five hundred thousand uses. Don't use a plugin. There's some weird, dodgy plugins that that have got malware built into them. So, use as, as uh, use as little plugins as you can. Only use the ones you really need. If you're not using them, take them off. And also, only and check your themes. Just use if you're using the theme, whatever that may be. Take the other themes off. Don't leave them lurking around on your website. So keep the website clean and also update everything because, you know, there's security issues in all the back end and that's why there's so many updates on WordPress, on Elementor, on your plugins because they're updating the security. So yes, we go through the hosting, we go through all these people, we make sure we see, okay, there is malware on the site and obviously Google will not allow your ads to run if there's any malware. Remember, Google wants the best experience for their customers and everything has to be run correctly and authentically otherwise you will have ads disapproved it's a very good thing so on the mission to get this sorted out we had to do we downloaded there was a very interesting plugin and I just want to I've actually mentioned it on the show notes there was a plugin called I just want to give you the right information now because you know with the right tools there's so many things we can get right with the right tools and it you can there's a there's a site check dot security dot net which is something that can also check to see if you have a virus or malware on your site it's a free one and then the plugin is called word fence so it's a security wall and obviously it's been this is a well used one that we can be safe with so i downloaded that plugin and there's a few little boxes you got to tick and you got to check you do a custom scan and there's a few things you've got to just know and get help with but it's quite an amazing plugin and I'm going to do it on all our sites because that did a scan now with all the work that's been done on it the scan came back positive so everything's fine the ads have been resubmitted and they should all be fine and running now but it's very stressful when um, you you have your ads stopped and you know we talk paid media on the show and that's one of the things that that can be a living nightmare where you've got your customers saying my ads are off or you got to tell them we always tell our clients if their ads are off because that's been authentic and then the customer wants to know what's going on. If you've got disapprovals on your site, then there can be a host of other things as well. And it's something to really research and check the policies. And you know, you can appeal. And then the appeal can be you've got to make your changes. You can get hold of Google. You know, We found a way of getting hold of Google. We are Google partners. But we can get hold of Google pretty fast. And they are very helpful. I mean, the staff at Google have been amazing. We had to get it escalated and uh, and sort it out but it was i'm mentioning it because it was a bit of a stressful thing for me i really don't like see, di- seeing disapproved ads and I, if it happens to anybody else there's some links that i've put onto the show notes of uh, the explanations of exactly what to do and i think it'll help people so anyone with disapproved ads go to the show notes check out the youtube check out that tool and uh, just have your team ready because it's something that you need to deal with quickly before your site gets totally blocked and before you have some serious problems with your WordPress site. And, you know, there's so much work that goes into a website. You know, the general things, has, is it, been, has it been backed up? Be careful when you do updates because it can also destroy the site. Um, you can destroy certain plugins that are old. We've had that on other sites where now you update everything and you destroy some of the aged plugins. Now the site doesn't work now what now so have you got a backup um is everything updated have you done a proper seo test on it to check links to check broken links to see all the things that can break on a site it really is as we progress and sites get older and more established or more complicated there's so much that can go wrong with the days of setting up maybe 10 years ago set up a site leave it nothing much can go wrong it's got a ssl certificate all the best no worries Those days are over because now Google's checking what we do, especially if you're doing paid ads. Everything must be checked. Every month, you've got to take out the weeds. You've got to do audits. You've got to check, are the forms working? Are the things broken? Like we say, nothing's perfect in this world, and nor is digital perfect. So my advice to anyone running ads, go and check. Check your forms still work. Check your site security still right. Check your SEO. Check all the tests you can possibly do and make sure these sites are running properly and optimize plus then what is it linking to a linking to a CRM as your, your zaps can go wrong is if you're moving information by Zapier go and do a test on them look at your um, for example we use active campaigns plus a few other tools that we use nothing is perfect and be careful who's got access to it change your passwords make sure the right people have got access to it if someone's done a project for you go and take them off so I can't stress it enough on how to keep and, you know, what I'm saying is, is actually just housekeeping. You know, if you're not sure, speak to your developer, have a checklist. Is your, for example, is your SEO or your SEO plugins working? And there's some very good ones like Yoast that we use. Is your sitemap working? Is uh, just go through an SEO test. We had that actually on another podcast. I'm not going to repeat myself, but it's so important to look after your ads. We've had ads on Facebook disapproved. You know, you have too much text, text on an ad that's disapproved. You can use image extensions on Google and have too much text on them, they're all disapproved. So we have to respect the policies because it's their platforms and make sure we do things properly. I'm saying again, it's it's about auditing and not just setting up and saying, yes, it's working all the best see you around. It's about tweaking and checking and improving and looking for bottlenecks and making sure everything else is done properly. Anyway, that was a bit of a long rant, and I'm just trying to help everybody by making sure that uh, everyone can just be aware of what we went through so I can learn from our problems. And I hope we don't have these problems again. I'm going to be more on top of it as far as audits of checking every single thing going on and making sure the ads are running properly. Ads can also run away from you. They underspend. They can overspend. They just go wrong and uh, maybe some keywords are too broad. Your match types change. Your responsive ads need some attention. They need to be optimized a lot to get them to excellent status. Be careful of your dynamic ads. Your expanded search text ads are going away next year. So those ones we had to write, those ones are going. It's now responsive. They're using automation tools. So there's so much going on in paid media that um, it's not so easy, you know, years ago it was difficult then it got easier then it's sort of we all got a handle on it now it's the rabbit warren goes exceptionally deep and you got to keep studying it we live in it every day and I think if you don't you're gonna make mistakes and it's and you're not going to be as optimized as you could be anyway that's the name of the game in digital these days is optimization so and go to the topic for the day which is SEO now SEO Let's talk about it. The analogy we always use is: there's two engines on this on on this airplane. We have two engines. One is paid media, and one is SEO. You need to have them both. You cannot have a badly optimized site. Like some people did a while back and say, oh no worries. I'm just going to throw money at it, do a paid, and get it to the top." No, your quality score drops. You're now spending more money, and you're pushing this thing uphill. So we have to be aware of our seo status and the seo tests and audits we do to say are we optimized for seo and is everything correct now we do paid ads because now you're pushing it with two engines and they're both strong and that's become so important in the last few years so we we talk a lot about paid media and obviously that's our focus in our agency but today we we're just going to talk briefly scratching the surface on seo and what it is and why it's necessary so uh, here we go all right this is now in line with a blog so if you want to go through it in detail you're welcome to go to the blog but there's you know it's it's time to just get an understanding of seo and i'm sure we all have a basic one but if i had to explain it to someone who had no clue i would say seo makes it easier for you to find my website on google so as the name implies it's about optim- optimizing the digital marketing for search engines we have to understand that these search engines are getting more and more filled with ai and there is no way to dodge them or try and be smarter than them so i say that because seo actually you also have off page SEO. it actually goes a a long way beyond your website so search engine optimization refers to everything that goes into marketing your brand your visibility the fundable fundability i know that's a name a word online So the reason why we need it is almost everything we know about the world and how it looks has been uploaded as text, pictures, and video onto the internet. So there is a massive amount of information. 1,200 petabytes and counting. Statsio forecasts around 74 zettabytes of data being processed in 2021 alone. Just to give you context, so if 1,200 milli Gigabytes will equal to 1.2 million terabytes within, and that is 1,200 petabytes, which is approximately 400 trillion songs, 1.2 quadrillion minutes of music, and 2.2 billion years of audio playback. So that's a massive amount of data that's been generated in 2021. The data source was uh, story.com. There are at least 4.12 billion indexed websites, but only about 10 entries on the first page of the search results. So when did you last hit the button to go to page two? Now, if you do a search on Google, it always gives you a little in gray underneath what you're searching for, how many? So it say, oh, there's 1 million responses to the search. I mean if you've got a site that's badly optimized that's not done well that's aged that's got no paid media you pretty much no one's ever gonna see it in search it's just the way it is nowadays you can forget about it so if you start doing SEO it can take many months of doing SEO and be very expensive so if you build a site build it properly and we're gonna go through the four main things build it properly get your tags right get everything sorted out Do a test and start doing paid media and the seo can be worked on as well as you go along so it's not impossible but it's something we've got to focus on and a lot of i see a lot of people don't really care about it and i'm saying we have to start paying a bit of attention to it looking at the tools we can use who your developer is is there a maintenance program that you're doing with your developer a lot of people don't want to pay that and they just pay their hosting per year and every site, if it's an optimized site and it's doing, making money for you, it's your storefront, needs to have a maintenance plan behind it. Even if it's a three month maintenance plan, do something because you're not maintaining it. And anything that's not maintained will crash and burn eventually. So, how does SEO work? Well, imagine an ultra mega gigantic warehouse where anyone in the world can put stuff. Everybody, every day someone contributes a new box of stuff, depending on what it's labeled. For example, in the blog they talk about, say it's kitchen accessories. If you come and look for that, you've, there are millions and millions of sites and there's content. And, and, how, how is, and who's going to be found? Suppose someone comes looking for cookie cutters and they look in kitchen accessories, except it only contains can openers, bottle brushes, wine glasses, charms, Very frustrating. There are billions of boxes that can't be expected to go through, and they can't be expected to go through each one. How do you find this information? And that's where enter bots. Search engines, which are called SEs, are like warehouses, and every website is a box. SEs have robots that crawl the web, checking every box and taking inventory according to how it's labeled. And what they can deduct from a quick scan inside. Remember the bots, they call them spiders, are actually checking our websites. and we invite them to be our sites to be indexed. So SEs so, like Google, Yahoo, Bing, DuckDuckGo want to be the fastest and most accurate at finding the box with stuff that you want. So they have a system or a checklist for rating the quality of the boxes. Obviously. They want to give their customers the best experience and the best information and they only have split seconds to do it. So if the search engine sees that Dean always brings really neat packed boxes with a detailed content list in the box. And what he says is actually what he says is in the box is actually in the box, because that's another story. Is it in line? Like for example, is your ad in line with what says on the landing page? It's more likely to trust Dean's garden toolbox than someone else's where there's constantly mistakes. So if users also like Dean's boxes more, you know, they spend the dwell time goes up, they spend more time using his information, then Dean's information will start ranking higher because it's trusted, it's proved to be quality, there's a good click-through rate, there's a good dwell time at all. These indicators are managed and, and watched by Google. So, SEO is a process of labeling your content and making it as easy as possible for the robots to read. Trust and rank your website higher than others. So, whatever you say on your ads, and that's why those responsive ads actually take words from your website and start using, and depending on the search, they deliver an ad that's in line with the search and in line with the website. Then your quality score goes up. So, if you're looking for rotor-molded water tanks and you land on a site rotor-molded water tanks with a good header you're gonna probably stay on that site because that's exactly what you're looking for you know it's it's when you start looking at it from that then we have to be authentic we have to deliver what we're saying and then have a well optimized and an order in what we are delivering so how can I optimize my websites for search engine which therefore will improve your SEO and that, like we said, no one's got a complete checklist because there's hundreds and thousands of things you can do There's, They say there's actually over 200 ranking factors in the Google's algorithm. and these change periodically. They're upgrades, they're things that change, but there are thousands of things, you know, on, on-site, SEO, off-site, SEO. There's so many items that can actually make that little difference that we have to it means that we have to consistently work at improving our SEO and not just do it once and plus staying up to date with all the changing algorithms. At the most basic level, you need to keep three things in mind to optimize your website. One thing is keeping people happy, making sure that people have a good experience, keeping the robots happy, knowing what the robots are looking for and making it easy for them to find. And then the customer journey through your content. Is it easy? Is there a click through? Is there a call to action? Do they land? Is it all not broken? Are they landing on good content? Is it easy to buy, or is it busy and broken? Then the people will not come back. It's like a restaurant with bad food; you just don't go back. If I've been on sites and it's a bad experience, or it's not, you know, mobile friendly or responsive, or something's wrong, I just you know I leave it with us. Someone else has lots of options. So if you don't have what people want, no one will look at your content of boxes. If you don't organize and tag your content correctly, the bots will overlook them too because it's not a good experience if what people receive doesn't match their expectations you'll have very unhappy people and unhappy bots so if people bounce off your site because it's not what they're looking for the bounce rates go over 80% and if we see your bounce rate is over 80% there's something wrong or there's some communication there's some strategy that's not working or a bottleneck and we have to get it below that so that's another there's a lot of indicators that we can see straight away okay that's a problem There's we have to go and fix that so if you don't organize and tag your content correctly, the bots will overlook them. And people, you know, you'll be, you, you'll, it'll be subpar and you'll have unhappy bots, unhappy people, and your site will start actually going downhill. And it'll be so much more expensive with a bad quality score to actually rank, even if we do paid media. So we're starting to look at sites and say, if we see a really bad site that's, that's a home-built site and the guy gives us a budget to say, hey, I want to spend 10, 20,000 Rand on search, I'm actually going to do him a disservice. I'm going to say, I, I can't do that because because I'm not going to win. I mean, we can take his money, but that's not going to work. So it's not sustainable. We want clients to stay with us forever. So it's it's so dangerous for agencies to take on work. And obviously, there's, you know we all learn the hard way. Take on work with a poor site that's a poor performer. It's like putting high-octane petrol in an old wasted car. It's just not going to run, man. And now you must go and do the race with it. It's not going to work. So... Sometimes you have to make sure that what you're dealing with, you will win. You can win with what you're dealing with. Otherwise, don't get into the driver. Don't get it become a driver of something as you know is not going to win. Anyway, it's time for us to talk about the four basic SEO steps. And yeah, we can say it's for beginners. But you know, when you start building a site, you know, everybody, we, none of none, no one's got it all together. You know, the minute people say I'm an advanced this or I'm an advanced, be careful. We're all working it out. I've been doing this for 10 years, and we're still learning a lot four SEO steps start with good quality content copy graphics video audio let's start with words copy is probably the foundation we always say it's a foundation of marketing if you don't have a good copywriter that writes with SEO in mind there's a problem from the start the words on your website are crucial the crawlers can only read text they can't look at images search results are presented in text often drawn from your site's content and people will mostly read when they're on your site if the headers are correct and the hooks are all in place and they start reading good content people will stay on your site longer and we can see that from the data your words need to convey information engage your readers and evoke emotion and elicit a response isn't that what we want to engage to have a response so don't copy your copy if someone comes to us and they've given we've had people give us content and we do a plagiarism test and people have copied it from the web and called it theirs, it's duplicate content or it's it's plagiarism and it will get flagged and it will be thrown right down to the bottom of the heap. Even copying your own, you if you have duplicate if you copy your own content, it's duplicate content on another page. It's a problem. Your target market is looking for original content it's got to be fresh it's got to be relevant and up to date so if you have to use someone else's words respect the copyright and credit them by linking to your source the outbound links are also good to build authority as long as they're good links Uh, i must say when i start talking about people's blogs i always give credit as you know if you're listening to the show i always say where i found it from never ever try and take credit for someone else's thinking or content very dangerous and you will be caught then the whole thing about keywords now there's also the ai really helps us There's keyword planning. there are lots of tools to help you with keywords and also scores the keywords there's a lot the keywords are a big topic as well your copy must contain the right keywords they actually the robots check the sites to see if how many keywords are in your site if you're talking about you know, let's say water tanks. I hope you know. Must talk about that in your site. It picks up how many keywords you talk about in, in the in the copy. So your copy must contain keywords, synonyms, phrases related to the subject matter. This is especially important for your headers and subheadings. Header one, two, three, and meta tags are number are the most important thing in SEO. We always talk about it. The keywords reinforce the subject and give the bots more clues about the topic. Remember, the bots are crawling your site and reading it. They are very smart. The search engines try to match the search queries with a copy. That's true story. I've seen it. For example, showing a pizza recipe in response to a search query, how do you make pizza? Number three, and we've been talking about the headers, title tags, and metadata. Tag well. In other words, it's always like it's hardest to write a short story. I can write long-form content easy, but let's talk about header 1, 2, and 3. And that can take just as long as writing a 600-word blog, because without that header, that introduction, that hook, that's to get someone hooked in and emotive, without the header, you might as well not even write the long-form copy. So when it comes to headers, take a step back and really think and plan about your header. And look at how others do it and try and improve on that. When the bots are crawling in your website's backyard, feel free to give them a tour. Use meta descriptions and alt text to tell them. To your left, you'll find an image with a white hen eggs in a box labeled really young chickens. So in other words, the alt text on your image is also important. Don't spare detail. If there's alt text to be filled in, use it. And very few developers do that. And this is how you improve your site for the visually impaired and optimized and you can optimize it for image search. Keep your headings descriptive. Remember that headings and subheadings give your site structure. They tell the readers what to expect. People have the habit of skimming pages, like what is your cont- what do you want to read about? And the headers tell them, ah, oh, this is maybe this is about search engines. Maybe that's what you've been looking for. That's your interest. And the search edu- ed- engines can use headers for featured snippets which perform better driving more traffic. When it comes to extensions on your, when you build a responsive ad, let's say, you get a lot of options for extensions on that. And it's snippets and it's site callouts, and it's calls and it's images and it's, now that gives a body, it uses more real estate when you start using extensions on your ads. And people will notice that. Not that the images are always shown that you put in extensions. We've seen that. But when they are, it gives a lot more body to your actual campaign that you've prepared. Use internal links to relate content on your site. This is great for navigation and user experience, leading to more information on a topic like copywriting. It always helps to give the bots an idea of how your content is linked internally so backlinks, external links and internal links are also important i never thought they were until about a year or two ago but anyway that's how we keep going keep it neat number four the last point for today keep it neat tidy and fresh this tip goes for your website's font end user facing and back end the developer side a lot goes on in the back end if you look at the html code your JavaScript, your CSS. There's a heap of, of activity in the back end of a site. Just go to developer view and you can see the code and you can see the console and all the things going on. And there is masses and masses of information in the back end, even a simple website. So we are just looking at the user in the front end, but the back end is complicated and, and that's why we got to keep it tidy as well. And so aesthetics is important. Great images. It's worth going to some of these free apps where you can download images there's lots of them and uh, really spend time on the right image that depicts your brand and then you can also brand it or you may have to buy images or just get permission once again don't don't rip too many images some you are allowed to some are free some aren't so just be careful and then don't clutter in the old days people used to try and put everything on that website if you go and look at the samsung or apple website it's clean it's fresh there's there's focus. There's there's actually less is more on on, on a new modern website. On the back end, you should aim to be as lean as possible. Remove old images in your libraries. Keep current images small. There is an app that actually reduces the pixels without ruining the content. Remove old content. Like I was talking about, take out old themes you're not using or plugins you're not using. Keep it sharp and clean. And then update what remains that's exactly what we were talking about earlier it makes sense make sure that whatever is there is working or it has to go this applies to plugins too yes that's what we said you want to improve site speed and help the bots to have a pleasant crawl and they will rank you and reward you the last tip submit your site for indexing there are buttons you press to say yes i want google to index my site when you're building it you can unclick it but you want Google to index that you're inviting them for a nice tour of your website, and when you've up when you've uploaded new content, invite them to take a look. So we've really only scratched the surface. This is the start, and if you just go and do a scan, you can look at Bruce Clay's information. They're very good. They've got lots. They've got training. There's something that you can carry on learning forever. Is paid ads and SEO it doesn't end. It's a long road. It takes years, and as when you start, every time when you start thinking you're becoming actually advanced, there's a whole lot of new things that you realise you've got to learn, and there's always someone you can learn from. And it's actually one of the problems in the industry is is finding skills. We always talk about that as well. Is that people are very focused on one thing and they have very limited skills on others. This you've got to really find a specialist in one thing. So don't expect your SEO specialist to know about paid ads and vice versa, or don't expect your copywriter to be a great Facebook ads builder. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm saying that then spend all your time doing that specific skill. So because it's going so deep and it's getting so complicated, it's it's going to take a lot a big team to actually you know make something really work. Because you need different team players. Not everybody can do everything. So if someone says they're a digital marketing expert. Well, maybe they are in something, but not in everything. It's just we're seeing that when we hire staff, we see that. But they are there, and you've got to find the right people with the right skills, and then things start working. So like I said, we've scratched the surface. Go and have a look at the blog. Um, I've just taken snippets out of the blog, but it's a very interesting one, and I think it's something something so important that if we, we need to keep being aware of it, reading up on it, there's lots of blogs, there's lots of information and videos and YouTubes on it. Uh, send me your comments, what you think, tell me how it's going with your SEO, do you feel that you're winning? Do you feel that you are ranking above the fold or how is it going? Because you know, we win some days and then other days we realize we need to learn, study and do a lot more to get our, all our digital assets higher in the ranking because there is a lot of competition doing what they do and, and it's, a, it's a bit of a rumble out there because it's an auction doesn't and it doesn't just help throwing money at it like we said so there's a lot more to it nowadays so it's a good space to be in i think it's an amazing place to be i I always talk about digital being leverage we can set up something today and it can be seen around the world in a couple of minutes and it's just amazing how we can share content communicate with others find audiences use the new tools that are available to us that that we need to keep understanding and there are many in marketing. So interesting, great place to be. The acronym for today is what does PII stand for? It's not PI. It's personal, identifiable information. And there's a lot going on, with, especially with email campaigns and privacy laws and what you can do. You've got to have a privacy statement on your website. And we're busy with all those things. So be careful of all the privacy laws. Let's do things properly out there. Then we can go out bold and full of courage and have no fear if we do it properly. So there's always something to work on. So for more episodes, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or iTunes. Just search for Marketing Ideas That Connect. And if you've enjoyed this episode, give us a like, a comment or a rating. It's always good to get comments. We have had comments from people all over the world and it's amazing to see that we all have the same issues, we have the same problems, we want to achieve the same things, because the panels are international, it's not local panels we work on. So you can follow Famous Digital Media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. And to read more about this, just go to their blog at famousmedia.co.za. All links referenced in the episode, as well as Famous Digital Media's social pages, can be found in the show notes. i also put the links for that website to go and check if you have if you have malware on your wordpress site and just the video i put also linked it there to go and help you to find and deal with set up that plugin that will actually help you it's an amazing plugin you should use it anyway to keep checking on your sites because you don't always know that there's malware on your site everything's sorted out like ours was the gates are locked everything's sorted the trojan horse can come in somewhere maybe through a plugin maybe through some user Our focus here at Marketing Ideas has always been paid media. Uh, How to position your brand, how to find your audience, how to set up your message. Go and check us out. We have a website called marketingideas.co.za. You can email me at support at marketingideas.co.za. So until next time, stay hungry, think big, and we honor God.